Hello, everybody. Um, it's imperative, as always, they like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, whatever you're on, anything you do helps. Um, I'm sad to report, I was bragging about this in the last episode, and we actually lost two subscribers on YouTube. So I'm now, I'm not at the 100 sub anymore on YouTube. So motherfucker, if you're not subscribed, uh, that hurts me. That hurts me a lot. Go fuck yourself. No, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I apologize. I, I am in a weird, I am moving in to the duplex in the new, AKA the new studio tomorrow. And dude, can you not right now, man? Jesus. You're not shooting the toy. Um, so that's been, that's been a pain in the ass in itself. And it's just been a lot of work, a lot of stress. Um, so it, it's been a busy week. I don't know what the point of that was. Anyways. The episode today, Jesse Trigger, um, he has worked with OBS. Um, they did a mixtape together. I think it's just OBS and Triggs. OBS and Trig is what it's called. Um, they had it was like a six track album or six track EP. Um, noble singles were Screens, Bar None. Those are probably my favorite two off the off the pr- project. Um, but it was a really interesting conversation. This guy has a really interesting background. He has a lot of interesting things to say um i was really stunned and impressed by how much this man is able to fit in his head keeping his brain um i think it's the main difference between like a podcaster and a rapper is podcasters just spew off and they don't remember shit and rappers they got gridlocked so without further ado here's the episode Hello, everybody. You're watching slash listening to the McAllister Hours. I'm your host, as always, Cole McAllister. We are joined today uh, with a local hip-hop phenomenon. Uh, he recently, we were just talking about this, he recently worked with the uh, OBS um, on a project called um, just OBS and Trig. He has a couple albums of his own that he's released this last year. Um, give it up for, uh, it's just Jesse Trigger, right? Yep, that's it. Cool. Jesse cool. Trigger. How you doing, man? Good, man. Good. A little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, man. It feels a little weird. It is a really weird environment. You know, it took me like, it took me like fucking at least probably five, ten episodes to get used to the lights when we first got them. It really makes you feel like you're on a real weird thing, you know, but you know, we're, we're just different, here chilling. kind of spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, let's just take some acid right before the, yeah. right before the podcast. Oh, that'd make it super interesting. <laughs> That, you know that used to be my thing when I was younger. Damn, really? Yeah. But hey, let me ask you about that right off the bat, if you don't mind, because I'm a, uh, I, I, I have, I had an experience recently that has kind of deterred me from psychedelics, but I've always liked LSD. Um, like, what, 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 what have been your experience with LSD? Like, when did you first try it? Like, what do you think about it? I would say maybe. I think I was fourteen, maybe fourteen Damn. when I tried it, <laughs> and. uh Actually, the first time I did do acid, it was Winnie the Pooh, and uh, I was I was in I believe eighth grade, and we had to run the hundred yard dash, and uh, that's right when I started peaking because I took it at school. <laughs> <laughs> so all all of my uh, like classmates and buddies and stuff, they knew I was tripping, you know. So yeah. they're all going, "Hey, man, hey." <laughs> Like waving their hands, you know, <laughs> and uh, I was just freaking out. And then right before I got to the end, I, when I looked back, I was smoking everybody. <laughs> like they're all like, "Yeah, go, go!" You know, and I look back, and I'm just like <laughs> flying. And then, <laughs> and then, when, like at the end, I just lost it. Like I was slow, and then I just started getting past. And everybody's like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" And I'm just sitting there walking, like, "Oh shit." It was bad. <laughs> I tri- <laughs> but I used to trip my balls off. <laughs> so you were probably just like really into it while you're like, I'm sure like the LSD just like, just got you like hyper focused and you like rode that. And then toward the I end, you obviously crashed. I don't know how many times, like if you, how many times you've tripped, but you know, when the, if you've ever tripped really hard, like the peak gets mm. 
right when you reach that peak point and then you know it kind of starts tapering off it's like at that point of that race I w- that's when I was peaking you know so it was like and it was the first time so it was pretty vivid you know like it was pretty visual <laughs> oh, that was the first time you tripped yeah oh, yeah like oh, when I when oh, I did that right. yeah but after that then it just became like riding a bike you know what I mean and I was I was tripping balls constantly speaking of riding a bike uh, have you ever heard of bicycle day bicycle day yeah so there's 420 and then there's 419 which is bicycle day um, the man who f- discovered LSD um, on April 19th uh, do you want to look that up Molly bicycle day um, on April 19th took like 40 times regular amount um, of LSD Ooh. and he was riding his bicycle home and he hallucinated uh, to the point where he saw himself like flying over the mountains and like oh, riding nice. through the sky and shit. Yeah. They call it bicycle day. My so wife like... and me were talking about possibly someday going down to Brazil mm. or where isn't it Brazil where there's South America somewhere where you can go take ayahuasca mm. like with the shamans and all that crap. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to go do it, and I'm damn. like, I'm like, damn, I'm down. We'll do that shit when we're like super old, like 60s, and <laughs> we'll be some old hippies, man. Yeah, you gotta be careful with that. I've heard some like horror stories of like they're, you know, they're like some shaman who will like take advantage of like the psychedelics oh, yeah. and like fuck with people and stuff. Like take all your money. Yeah, I've kind of I've tripped so many times when I in my youth, you know that. I probably would be like, man, this guy's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so when was the last time you tripped then? I took some shrooms like a couple years ago, mm, damn. but but before that, I probably hadn't tripped in like, oh man, probably over ten years or something. I'm like forty two right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm an OG man. I'm old. So so you think everybody just eventually hits an age where they are just dumb psychedelics? I don't know, man. Like, I probably I probably will trip like one more time before I die. Mm. What about DMT? You ever fuck with that? What is it? DMT? No, I had a homeboy that uh, actually just got locked up, but he uh, he was he was fucking with that shit, mm. like the powder, the crystals, yep. or whatever, and smoking them. Yeah, he smoked with pot. Yeah, yep. like the whole thing is he, it's like, oh shit, Molly's had this thing up, and we haven't even read it. It's like an asshole. Um, but this <laughs> this oh, is just shit. a bicycle day. Yeah. Oh, uh, it wasn't actually the first time someone dosed acid. <laughs> Well, it's still fucking, it's still cool, so. I mean, it was second trip. Second. Okay, okay. He was the first person to trip. That's crazy. Yep. Hoffman. I never knew about that. Yeah, the more you know. (laughs) When you said that, I expected the (laughs) ding, ding, ding. But anyways, with DMT, um, the whole thing when you take it is supposedly you're supposed to, like, it's like the three hits. That's the key. And like, if you take like less than that, you have like a terrible time. Usually like it's one of those drugs where like you have to get the full experience in order to get it. Personally, I don't know. That seems uh, way too far into uh, unknown territory for me. Like LSD, the, at least what I've tripped, I feel like there's a dose where you're still comfortable with yourself. Yeah. Yeah, there definitely is. You remember that, uh, have you ever seen that movie Fear and Loathing in Las mm, Vegas? Hell yeah, it's one of my favorites. Hell yeah. So when I was in the theater, I took like five hits and I went and seen <laughs> that. And dude, we had the goal of me and all the other dudes I was with, like we were so loud, people started leaving. But we never <laughs> we never got kicked out. Nobody kicked us out. Which I still can't think of. Dude, my buddy was in the bathroom crying. Half the, half the movie. He was literally in the movie theater bathroom bawling. What, was the movie too real for him or something? Hey, he's a local. <laughs> hey, listen, he's a local MC here, too. Oh, damn. He's a, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to drive his name, though. My life's too much like Hunter S. Thompson. I need to get my shit <laughs> I remember Ob's brought over this dude, uh, Josh. I can't remember his last name. He does a lot of art stuff. Oh, okay. Around, I think he lives here. Oh, like here, a, is is he the RoboChart guy? He was like a runner dude or something. He's also hmm. like a school teacher or something. Hmm, I'm not familiar. God damn, I wish I I don't want to dig through Instagram. <laughs> I don't want to look on my Instagram during a podcast, but oh, you uh it. anyhow. 
that dude, they had tripped or something. And, you know, uh, that dude was tired. And we had, like, a little studio session. I think Ob's actually had to be over here or something like that. Like, the next day. Like, oh. after his birthday. He oh, he had to the... come, like, to the show? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was either that or something. Oh, I'm sorry. It was either that or something else. And uh, I just remember I said, yeah, man, I used to trip a lot, you know, when I was younger and everything. And then uh, Josh goes, you're just a weird dude then, huh? And I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of am. <laughs> I'm just constantly tripping. <laughs> Oh shit! So oh, like, no, no. so like, oh, what was ahead. like your average? What was like your average dose? Like you said, like five tabs. Like that's like considered a heroic dose. Most Definitely. most I ever took was a ten strip. Holy shit! And I took like when I seen that fear and loathing. You're supposed to double up if you take it the next day. So you take mm, double what yep. you take the day before. Yeah. For it to work the same. So I took ten on no <laughs> tolerance, but okay. that that one five I took to see uh, fear and loathing. That following Sunday, I dropped eight because I didn't have no more left. You know, I had like eight left, and I was like, fuck it. So I didn't trip as hard, but God I tripped God. fucking. I was tripping. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. <laughs> so do you think you just got to that point over years of taking it? Or like, and like did you? Yeah, I was probably. you think your tolerance got I was up? probably like 20 years old at that mm, point. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, but I had hits too where one would just wreck you. You know what I mean? Like, just annihilate you. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they say the good acid, they, like, they dip it. Like, I don't know. Like, well, because there's, like, the the average acid, they, like, use the eyedropper, and they drop it into each individual tab. But, like, good acid, they'll, like, dip in, like, a vat of LSD, and then they'll let it dry. That's, like, it, like, so this is getting really scientific. <laughs> Regular tab of acid, like, the drop is usually 100 to 150 micrograms. And then if it's dipped, it's like 250 to 300 micrograms. So it's almost three times. Probably the back in the day, that was, those are the ones they used to call double dip. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably. We also had uh, gel tabs. Have you mm. ever heard of those? We had gel tabs well, back in the day. So if, so actually right now in the city, there's a lot of fake LSD going around that isn't gel tabs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Shit, I haven't even heard of that shit since <laughs> for like 20 fucking years. I'm not really in that scene <laughs> no, anymore, no, you I, know what I mean, but... We have some we have some characters on the show. That's all. My my uh, <laughs> my cousin, she's f- fucking awesome. But her and her husband are deadheads, and so that's actually how I tripped on shrooms last time. It'd been so many fucking years and years Damn. and years that uh, she had just mentioned it to me, you know, and was like, you know, I just know where some shrooms are, and I was like, it kept bothering me until finally I and I didn't eat much. I still tripped. That was like that was a few years ago. So did did you like like are you a fan of mushrooms or like did you have a good time? Yeah, hmm. I like how the mellowness and uh, I don't like how they make my legs feel. Like, <laughs> you know, seriously, I don't like that that Jello feeling in my legs. Hmm. I don't know. That's how I can describe it. I am not a fan like of I'm mushrooms. not. I don't really like the body high as much. Mm. But the uh, the head high is all right. You yeah. know what I mean? I I honestly would rather take acid but i probably won't do nothing that's unnatural probably ever again in my life yeah well and that's why i worry about like everything going forward is like you know how good are the drugs gonna get Uh, just more poison they'll put in them yep yep like the things that people worry about now even with the opioid epidemic and everything it's not gonna be anything compared to what's gonna be like 20 30 years from now you know it's fucking scary man yeah i know a lot of people uh just here in this community through my daughter and family uh, family on the other side and stuff we've had people die from heroin and oh, damn. and stuff like that like her uncle and my daughter's uncle and uh it's it's crazy man like that that stuff's out there so bad you don't know like what they're putting in the drugs now man i don't think it's safe to buy drugs off the street like when i was growing up no you know? no no, all the fentanyl or, you know, whatever else. Fentanyl and just you don't know what they're putting in all the garbage, man. What they're cutting stuff with and yeah. all that kind of crap, man. Yeah, cutting it with. And, you know, they. I, I'm sure, you know, 
I'm sure the drugs are basic, but I'm sure something's changed over the years and how, it, how they make it, you know. Like cocaine, they how they make cocaine, like they make it with gasoline. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've never tried that. I you know, that that shit just you know pow- I just stay away from powder. That's always been kinda of my rule. Yeah. In my youth, man, I had my run ins with, <laughs> with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what so I guess uh, I guess last tangent on this, uh what would you say is like your favorite drug then? Of everything you've tried. Just weed, man. Weed. Yeah, yeah weed. I agree. I actually quit drinking alcohol mm, good for you. Uh, just about two years ago. Hmm. I had one drink in Chicago at a like a restaurant Okay. Uh, a couple months after I quit. I didn't even mean to quit. I just, I was, I used to drink a lot and uh, fuck, I used to call it making friends. You know, like I would drink and sometimes I'd be an asshole, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> but not never to like my family or anybody like that. Just, you know, like if I was out, it was either like, or just get rowdy, hmm. you know, and I hung around a bunch of rowdy dudes and I don't know. I basically, I just cut all that off. Like I started Brazilian jujitsu, uh, almost four years ago. Mm. Oh so, damn, that's cool as fuck. So a couple years into that, I tapered off the drinking and was just like, you know what, fuck this, man. I'm just gonna smoke weed and like fucking move to Colorado and grow my own fucking weed and then and smoke buds what and got, like chill. You know what I mean? What got you into the uh, jujitsu? I, I don't know, man. I see <laughs> just <laughs> randomly. Bro, <laughs> uh, to be honest, I was just drinking some brews and. uh we were coming back from my wife's mom's, you know, they live out in the country and they have like mm-hmm. an organic farm and all this stuff. So we we're out there like getting meat and vegetables and all this and uh, eating with them. And I seen something on Facebook that said free two weeks or whatever. And I was like, yo, I always wanted to do jujitsu <laughs> and I would listen to Rogan and all that. Ah, you know? Okay, Yeah. I was, I was and, curious. Yeah. And then I have a homeboy that uh, was always pushing me. You know, you should go do jujitsu, man. And I, I did a little boxing and stuff when I was younger and martial arts and stuff like that. Mm. So I was like, oh, man, I should try it. And it literally changed my whole life. Like, Damn. Yeah, it literally changed my life, man. Like in, just in terms of cleaning, like cleaning up on the alcohol or anything else? Like what Like what else? Everything, man. Just way of thinking. Hmm. Uh, people you meet, like the is would camaraderie be like the right yeah, yeah. word you know yeah, yeah. like being right. around uh some of the people you meet man you just you really get a connection with them you guys are trying to choke the shit out of each other at the same time <laughs> 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 like you get you get busted up you know but at the same time like i don't know man something about uh having a dude over you trying to choke you maybe and uh get his uh chest hair sweat in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> and hey and you fucking pay for it <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't a lot of people wouldn't think that that would be a uh, life changing yeah or, but, or an appealing hobby or anything <laughs> no man <laughs> but like i've came home with a black eye and you know, or God can't damn. walk or sit laying in bed with ice packs. And that's probably because I'm getting old, man. But, <laughs> like, at the end of the day, though, uh, just every my health, you got to eat right to do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? For the yeah. most part. And you got to you gotta take care of yourself. And, and man, no, it's pretty dope. Damn. So, have have you still been doing that through COVID then? Okay, so... When COVID first hit, like mm-hmm. two months, you know, those first two months. Yeah, like March. I, yeah, April. I was pretty yeah. skittish. And it was really weird, dude, because right before that, my wife, me, and my daughter. So I have, oh, that's a whole other story, all the kids. But, right, it's just me, my wife, and my daughter, and my young daughter, and all the other kids are grown. Okay. And off. <clears throat> or live it their mothers so uh the first couple months everybody was kind of skittish you know like i didn't i've never lived in a pandemic so i'm like well, what do i do you know what i mean so i'm not going and i'm just we're just like minimizing everything we do but prior to that we had all got really sick mm. and now looking back like we think we had that shit 
You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah, you're like we we're pretty sure because we've never been sick like that, and like we had to get a Z pack for the kid. You know. Damn. So the first couple of months I didn't train jujitsu, and then they when they opened the gym back up, then we started training. But we kind of get got like a battle buddy, you know, like a buddy uh, that we just kind of stuck with that dude to I drill see. moves, the and pod. we didn't do a lot of like rolling, you know, where it will just be open mats because jujitsu is kind of like picture like high school wrestling or something, you know? Okay. Like at the end of showing a technique, they'll be like. Okay, guys, open mat, and then you can just shake up with someone, and say, "Hey, man, let's roll," and then you guys just, you know, get each other, basically. Hmm. So it's just like free freestyle open mat session, and uh, so there wasn't a lot of rolling going on. They call that rolling, you know. And now it's kind of almost back to normal. Okay. You know what I mean? But there's still like a lot of people that just kind of quit. Mm, There's I only see. like a, a couple little handfuls of guys that really go, and it's usually the same guys. Okay, I see. But yeah. we've been training pretty, you know, regular and lately. Hmm. Yeah, it is really interesting how a uh, pandemic has like split people in that way. Like, you know, it's become like the people that are hard set on like I'm gonna do this or I'm not gonna do this. You know. Yeah, because well, my way of looking at it is, man, we all gotta die sometime, so. Um, you know, if I'm around somebody that's sick or something like that, of course I wouldn't, I wouldn't have showed up here, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> or something like that. But, uh, I think we all use common sense and exactly. be clean. Yep. And if we know, if, you know, like if I'm at work and we've had a couple guys test positive before mm -hmm. at work and, uh, they get us all tested right away or, you know, um, yeah, we're well, all... fuck. Actually, we've we've had it's like been like pulling teeth to get us tested at my job a, a few <laughs> times, but they've been doing better at it. And uh, you know, jujitsu and my family's the only other people I'm really around. Yeah, well, and that's the thing too is like, I you know, you're not really doing a whole lot anyway, so yeah. you know, you might as well just you know, when you're interacting with people, just be careful. I think yeah. I think really what it should come down to is not to get on a tangent, but what it should come down to is you know everybody's their own individual person. They are yeah. capable of making that decision whether or not they want to partake in something. Um, I guess let's. Uh, I think we should get get into your music a little bit because cool. Um, uh, I really like I said I really enjoyed your album with OBS, uh, OBS and Trig. Um, what's some like your background? You've grown up here in Des Moines. I think you told me. Um, when did you get into hip hop? And you know what's what's your uh, origin with all that uh it's kind of weird man uh when i was a kid uh we moved back from utah i think it was like when mc hammer was out <laughs> like <laughs> mc hammer is like old and like vanilla ice and stuff man it was how old are you i'm 42 okay yeah, so right. this is like way back and i had a teacher miss lang and she was like into hip hop and R and B and stuff, so we made like uh, like we're my friends with beatbox or whatever you know, and we were like making up rap songs probably in like <laughs> elementary school, and then kind of fell away from all that stuff. I skateboarded most of my childhood, so it was either like hip hop or heavy metal or punk rock music, you know what I mean? And uh, it just kept going from there. I never meant to like rap or anything like that, really. Mm -hmm honestly so is that really recent for you then the rapping no it's not i just somehow fall into it like through the years i think we like sorry to drink in the, in the mic hey <laughs> <laughs> rogan like yeah. yells at people on the thing <laughs> some whiskey and some yeah whiskey <laughs> uh i think though man like what started it was uh we went to this like rave in omaha when I was 16, and all the dudes I went with, uh, like, did break dancing and pop lock and all that stuff back then. And uh, they were all freestyling the whole way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they were, like, a couple older cats. And, uh, you know, just screwing around outside the school here and there. And then um, I'd got incarcerated when I was, like, 24. Like I just turned twenty four, and the and that not even a month later, 
I, I went away for most all until I was 30. Okay. But so, so after that, yeah. then like I had just bought a little gear right before I got logged up. And then after that, uh, I started, I got met this girlfriend in Ames and the met her brother and they were doing music and it's just kind of trickled its way up till now. Damn. Which, so it's been like, a, so really the whole, like my whole life off and on. But, like, oh actually buying decent equipment and, like, getting stuff, you know, put together has been, like, you know, maybe five years, something like okay. that. Damn. Uh, that's cool, man. Uh, so Long you, explanation. <laughs> you're good. So you, you put out – well, you put out two albums last year in 2020, and then you did this one with OBS. So, yeah. like, so have you – has it been – is it fair to say that's been recent that you've kind of like started getting stuff together and like releasing it? Yeah. Well, there's, there was, uh, there was like two shitty ones I did in Ames, mm. which I have on my computer, but on that, like people probably, people that I, that I used to hang around up there probably got old CDs of it and crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some of the songs are kind of dope actually, but the mixing just is shit. And like, so I think basically this whole time I've been having fun like buying gear, learning to mix music, you know, and have I've been like learning every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I think which I could attribute probably to uh do you know who Trent Reznor is? 9 Inch Nails guy. I'm not you know, I'm not really a huge 9 Inch Nails guy. No. Me me neither anymore, but when Back in the day, man, probably like in the acid days and stuff, I used to really get into that shit. And uh, something I always liked about Trent Reznor was before people were doing a lot of music in computers, uh, he was doing that, you know. And Nine Inch Nails was like never a band; it was him making all of that. Okay, I guess. And then when he went on a tour, he would take like some guys and you know Nine Inch Nails, but he is Nine Inch Nails. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a, but that's a big inspiration. Like, you know, I I try to learn how to use this program or do that, you know, this mm-hmm. uh, machine or whatever, you know, drum machines and different kinds of things I can put together and make noises with. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so do you do you produce your own beats? Some of them. Okay. Sometimes. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. So... So, and then otherwise you're just collaborating with people from online, people you know. Yeah, or I'll like buy beats. Okay. You know, I'll yeah. look on beat stars or go or hit up one of the homies I know that makes beats and be like, yo, what beats you got? Like, uh, lately I've been getting beats from uh, this cat, uh, Boombots, like in hmm. L.A. Hmm. So if you listen to the, the next little EP I dropped after Obs and Trig was uh, Dash and Trig, mm. that dude lives here. And his cousin lives out like in, like in L.A. I think somewhere. He's a barber. What do you, buddy? Yo, buddy, he's dope. He samples beats. He makes like those old boom bap hip hop beats. Fuck yeah, that's what I'm about. Actually, after this podcast, I can like play some for you off my phone. Fuck you'll yeah, be like, yeah. you'll be like, yo, they're sick. <laughs> he's sick. Damn. J Boombots on Instagram. Everybody, look that guy up. Hmm. Damn. Yeah, he's dope, man. Yeah. Actually on uh Obs and Trig, uh Do the Math. You know that one? Uh I'm not familiar uh not off the top of my head. The one I really It's like it's was... like I'm coming hard for the or uh I'm coming hard for the cars with the stars in the ceiling or something I can't remember how. Hmm. The, I'd have to hear the beat, but because <laughs> I ride a lot, man. But Yeah. Uh I think it's Do the Math. I believe Boombots made that beat. On Obs and Trig. So, so what's like your writing style then? Like, like how, like what, or like your inspiration? Like, how do you go about that process? It's really weird, man. I'm, I'm a welder. Oh, so cool. <laughs> I do like metal fabrication work during the day. So I'll basically, I'll, uh, I have earbuds in, like Bluetooth earbuds, and I literally uh, listen to beats and uh, rap it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Lines in my head. Until I basically teach myself to rhyme over, this is like over eight hours of work. So I'm like welding and like metal fab and stuff. And then I'll, I'll be writing rhymes in my head and then I'll just spit it into my phone at like lunch break. And it'll be like 10 bars or 16 bars or 20 bars. 
And huh. then uh, <laughs> I'll go home and then I'll just jump on the mic and then spit it on the beat. <laughs> That's how I do it, bro. <laughs> That's how I come up with all, all my rhymes. You're able to keep that all in your head like that? Yeah. Damn. I can't do that. At one point, Damn. I had uh, 30 chapters of the Quran in Arabic <laughs> memorized. <Damn. laughs> so, how, so, like, how do you, like, ah, what's crazy. the, like, what's the trick for that? Is there, I like, don't know. It's just na- naturally yeah. you don't even understand how how you remember no, all that's that. That's how I make all my rhymes. Oh my gosh. So so I mean I can imagine that you you freestyle quite a bit. No, really? No, I, I used to when I was young, but like when I was drinking, mm, that's something okay. you could catch me doing. Like if I was uh, if I was all boozed up or something. Uh, if you're loosey goosey. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. if I'm feeling myself, then you know, like we're at a hip hop show or something. You go outside and smoke a cigarette, and there will be all the guys out there rapping or something. And I, you know, I'll step in and like kill somebody with some bars. Or <laughs> Sometimes, a lot of times, I like if I was like not feeling confident, I'll just like bust some uh, rewrote shit and be like, "Yo, man, I just made that shit up." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always, I always wonder like how much of you know how much of freestyling is really freestyling anymore. Not much. <laughs> you. Listen, you can tell if somebody wrote the shit. Yeah. But a lot of times what dudes do to sound slick is they'll start spitting a rhyme and they will be freestyling. Then all of a sudden they'll put a chunk of something that they wrote in. Well, then they'll hit it back with the freestyle. That's again. part of the craft, I think, though. Like yeah. like if like that's kinda more like if you're if you're on the bat and you can't think of something like, okay, I'll pull these two or four bars out and just use this as a filler. You can while. tell when somebody's freestyling because they'll always say motherfucker a lot or something because they have no other word <laughs> yeah. to use or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that go to word. Yeah, kind kinda like how uh, like Kanye raps. He's, yeah. he, he uses that word a lot. It's like a it's like a filler word, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, like he does the thing where like he ends it with that. You know? Uh, so like I like what are some of your influences then? Like in terms of well, you said, like heavy metal and like do you have any groups or artists in particular that really inspired you? Ah, uh, I don't know. I guess I could tell you what I've been listening to lately. Maybe. Uh, sure. I like that last Ill Bill album. There was. And I heard that uh, new Jim Jones with Harry Fraud made all the beats today. I heard that. Hmm. I'm not familiar with any of that. There's so much hip-hop out there, man. Yeah. I, Jim Jones <clears throat> was, uh, he's pretty big, hmm. actually. I I feel like I just, I'm in my own co- corner of the world when it comes to, like, <clears throat> music. Like, I'm, just, I'm, like, I have my, like, select... What, well, do you, what do you listen to? Actually? What do you listen? To? Um, like, like atmosphere or anything? Uh, I'm familiar with the atmosphere. My ex-wife actually really liked them. Really? Uh, funny enough. Uh, let's see. Uh, Danzel Curry. You know him? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah I've been yeah, listening yeah. quite a bit. That he, dude's dope. Yeah. He's about to release. Uh, uh, fuck, whatever the last album was. Uh, it actually might be. Uh, no, Unleashed maybe. He did the last album with Kenny Beats. He's gonna do like he did like a remix of that. Like they remixed all the beats and they have like they're like throwing in features and shit. So like kind of just like elaborate. Are you into any of that Griselda? Mm, mm, fuck yeah! I recently got into them. That's a super old school like East Coast vibe for sure. Yeah, I love I love that kind of shit. Like that grimy the grimy beats, mm, you know? Yeah, like the, grave diggers and like. Yeah, yeah, I love all that kind of shit. Uh but I also, man, like, what's so crazy is I used to make fun of, like, all Young Thug and all that kind of shit. Like, ser- <laughs> seriously, I was like the old, I was like the angry old head for, like, a long time, man. And then uh, I started, I, but I always give something a chance, you know what I mean? So I yeah, listened yeah. and then, like, found a whole new vibe. Like, I started getting into some of that wavy shit that's out, too, like, the... You know, mm. and then like, I went and dropped like five hundred dollars and got the auto tune plug in, oh, and so I was like, "Oh, this is dope." <laughs> yeah, so sometimes I'll use it now. You know what I mean? I'm like, "Oh man, I like it." Yeah, it's 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 weird how. But I like, like to mix to it, mix that component like with grimy hip hop. Like mm. I like to take the wavy shit and put it in with the grimy hip hop beats. Mm, you know, like boy. all on the same album. And a mm. lot of cats uh. A lot of cats are like, yo, I like 
these songs are your disc or something, you know, or your album or whatever. But I don't really fuck with like these songs. And and then like then I'll get the opposite from like one of the homies down in Texas or something. They'll be like, yo, all these songs are dope, but that other shit sounds like that boom bap shit. <laughs> you can't please everyone, man. Like, no, man, but I love it, man, because I listen to everything, man. Huh. Do you, you, know? you fuck with like the the Juice World SoundCloud? Fuck rap? yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, Damn. dude! I like that shit, man. I mean, it, if it sounds good, man, I like it. You know what I mean? If it if it hits me a certain way, like one song you hear about me like selling cocaine and shooting someone, and then the next one are like telling a hood story or like a mob story or something, and then the next song I'll be rapping about God or like how much I love my wife or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? But I think. Like whatever I feel or whatever anybody feels, like that's what you should uh you should do if it's your art. You know what I mean? If it's your art and it makes you feel good. You know? Um I don't know. I hate sometimes when I make some grimy shit, I feel I feel like, oh man, I'm like I'm promote promoting. Like this shit <laughs> and I don't live that life no more, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're but saying. But at the same time, it's like a release of energy and it feels good to to make like a hardcore song or something you know and get the like that that energy out of me yeah kind of like therapy in a in a sense yeah there's like, some component of hip-hop where there's like an anger component that you can kind of yeah. like unleash yeah you know? like this is some shady shit you know talking about like killing yeah. his wife and stuff. yeah he was all full of piss and vinegar man now he's <laughs> now he's like a whiny old man like he was young, he was all fucking feisty, and he was fun, yeah, right? like fun to listen edgy. to. Edgy, edgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's like, <sighs> now he's like, I was the best, and y'all hate yeah. me, <laughs> and my music's not garbage. Like every fucking song. Yeah. Now he's like an adult. <laughs> you know, he's like yeah. grown up. <laughs> yeah, but even grown man rap is dope, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like I love that shit. Like uh, the slug does in atmosphere. Uh. Like, there was a song where he was rapping literally about getting up, getting his kid some cereal and shit. And then he, like, looks out. It's, I think it's about the mail lady. And he's like, hello. Or he's like, mail lady. Or something like that. And he's like, like, dude, I could picture it. Like, there's, like, the hot mail chick walking down the street, you know, in her mail shorts or something. And he's like, the kid's sitting here eating cereal. And he's, like, smashing the bowl of, like, Captain Crunch. Like, damn, the mail lady's looking fine. <laughs> like he, he like paints that picture in your head, huh. you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, atmosphere is really good, dude. Like that's yeah. fucking hip hop too. Mm-hmm. But then there's also like the picture of of uh, what's going on in a fucked up neighborhood, or uh, like Obs and and me did. Uh, like what's fucked up about society? You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, uh, that, and that like we that's addressed like, a lot of shit in that in that little chunk of music right there. I yeah. feel like there's a lot of feelings in there. If, no. if you really listen to it, I mean, it's there's a lot in there. No, I agree. Uh, like uh, screens, that that song, like honestly, it, it, you really think about it, and I think it's a song that everybody should listen to. Because I wish, man. You know, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a catchy beat, and you guys really articulate and like, you know, how you describe like people just like taking videos of like shit going down. They're not even helping, and then you know, Ob's talking about you know how addicting it is, and like just the you know the serotonin that's constantly rushing to your brain. Yeah. You know, you know and you, you have other tracks that go on other things in society. Like it, very very deep project. I was really impressed. Yeah, and it doesn't, and, like, I don't, I mean, it's not the, like, the most professional mixing job, you know, I didn't send it out or something and pay to get it mixed and stuff. It's kind of, I thought it sounded, it's, like, straight out the basement, man. I, I saw, the, I thought the mixing sounded really well. It's not, I appreciate it, man. Like, I'm, I'm working at that, but, uh, I feel like just the energy off the project alone, man, um, was just dope, man. I don't know. I, it was so it was so weird how it all came about. Like my buddy called me, Obs was uh, gonna do some like conscious. Uh, he was, I didn't even know. I just seen him. He was like gonna be on the show or something, and uh, had liked something or followed him or something. He immediately got in my inbox like, "Yo, check my music out." So I was like, "All right," and then uh, 
I think he was just following me or whatever. You know, I was like, yo, I like your music. That was dope. I thought he was a local guy here, mm. but he was like from Davenport or something. <laughs> yeah, Quad City. So uh, he was heading down to do these shows or whatever, and then uh, I don't know. He stopped and kicked it one day. We did a song, and and I was like, yo, we should turn this into a little project or something. And he's like, yo, I'm down. I don't know. And then just came out like that. And then we just had all that shit like that, that shit going on, mm. you know, with people. Like people, uh, well, you know, rest in peace, George Floyd and yep, all that. Yep. But yeah, it, I, I could tell like, that was, that was like probably a, related. It's like a lot of that shit was just happening, you know what I mean? And I could tell, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't even really know Obs, you know, mm. know, know him. You know, I didn't like grow up with him or known him for years or anything. But I could just tell uh, a lot of that shit, like he was struggling with that. Mm. Yeah. You know. And, like, a lot of my friends were and still are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's, it's a crazy – everything, it's it's existed for so long, man, and everything that's, that's happening is just – it's fucking like a whirlwind. You know, the pandemic, and then you got, like, all the, the politics and the mm-hmm. fucking uh, – just the uprising of racist bullshit and the fucking – and the internet and the fucking the that's what it's about you know the screens everywhere mm-hmm. and everybody's fucking yeah. tuned into this or they're dying from fucking drug overdoses in the farm big pharma and it's like yeah yeah it's like a tunnel of bullshit you know and uh fuck man that's why I'm moving <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to move out to like where it's more chill and I got a little bit more freedoms and just like yeah. I can go sit in the fucking mountains and smoke weed and pray to whatever yeah god i want to pray to and do whatever the fuck i want to do <laughs> like, damn I, well, that's good for you man when are you when are you moving to when's your uh, move a few like couple months okay okay I'm getting the house finished up right now and selling okay. it and taking off damn that's cool man well hey i i wish you luck i've only been to colorado once uh it was for my honeymoon actually uh um it was i don't know it was kind of a weird trip <laughs> you know yeah. uh my ex-wife got like really sick we like uh went we like uh what was it uh pike's peak i think mm. the really really high one yeah and she got sick from that kind of ruined the oh that sucks kind of ruined the whole thing it's like altitude sickness or yeah, something yeah yeah i mean she ruined a lot of stuff so i'm <laughs> 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 uh, <my> dick um <laughs> but no uh obs is a he is probably one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. His his yeah. perspective um, on everything, it's just so intelligent. And he's really, he's like one of the few people I've met who's like truly able to step back from any situation and like look at it in a way that's like open-minded and unbiased and intelligent. That dude's like, honestly, I feel like that guy's a genius. Yeah. Like no shit, hands down. I'm just like, when if you really listen to what he's saying, and uh, all I've I've pretty much heard everything that's out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've like dug through all of his, all of his words. I I got his book and uh, damn, I don't know, dude's a he's a genius. Like <laughs> I don't know hell what else to say, man. That dude's a genius. Well, uh, and it was it was an honor to do uh, do those tracks with him. You know what I mean? I mean, dude's a good dude, man. Do you guys uh you guys plan working any more in the future? Man, I hope so, man. <laughs> uh he just sent me a verse for a track. Uh I was mm. I got a project that's already finished, basically. Mm, okay. I was okay. about to drop it. It was an E P and then somehow it grew. Cause I probably been laying like a track every two days, probably. Damn. Like one song every two days, probably. Damn, so you're you're working hard. Like how many like how many hours a day do you think you're doing this? <sighs> Well, it's not really, uh, it's mostly just in my head. Yeah. And then, so uh, it's just, it it's... takes me like, like 20 minutes to record something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 20 damn, or 30 damn. minutes. Cause I, I know my workflow. Huh. So I'll just, huh. I'll just, uh, or like if I was making a beat or something, you know, I'd take like 20, 30 minutes or something. And then later I'll, I'll be listening to that beat. It just depends on whatever beat I got. And then I'll, uh you know yeah and i'll start writing and 
But you're like consistently like doing this throughout the week. Yeah. I just don't know. Uh, I feel like it's only like little 20, 30 minute sessions or something. Mm. But I don't know if you would count all the writing in my brain like when I'm I mean, at I, work or something. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I would. I would, you know. I mean, otherwise comedians don't do shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I mean, at that at that rate, you could say it'd be like twenty four hours a day because my brain's always going. <laughs> what if I have like uh, not multi personalities, but like a like psychosis or whatever? Like yeah, something schizo. in my yeah 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 like a little <laughs> channel that just keeps playing me lyrics, and then I'm like, yo, I gotta write those down and spit them to this beat. Put on tinfoil hat, just send messages to. You. <laughs> Frantically writing. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I have to ask because um, you you mentioned you mentioned you got locked up for a little bit. Are you? you, Do you mind talking about that? I'm curious. No, man. It's all right. So so like so what? I guess guess a couple things. Like what was the situation that put you in there, and like how was the experience? Oh. uh, Well, the situation was. I I was uh I was with with a guy I knew for a few months or whatever, and uh, I was over at his house basically, mm-hmm. and I basically used to just stand around with a pistol. <laughs> he was like, he's a Latino fellow. He's just like, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, go upstairs and uh, see what's in in this box or whatever, and uh, bring it down. He had like this dude came over. You know what I mean? Oh. I had seen this guy like once in passing, like going mm-hmm. to my car before. And, uh, damn, that's sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was over there one morning. He was cooking tacos. He was like having a beer or whatever. And, uh, this dude came over there and he's like, yo, wait, I'll run upstairs and check what's in the box or whatever. I bring it down. He's like, weigh that up, see what's in there. And so I weighed up what was in the bag or whatever. And, uh, I counted the money and shit. And right there, boom, that, that, that sent me to prison. Fuck. For like, cause literally I, I was delivering it right to this, right to the dude and dude was a fucking uh, narc. Oh, he was a narc. Yeah. So, and like, what's so crazy, man, is, uh, and it was powders, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. But what's so crazy is that, uh, I, like, I never would have been doing anything like that, but I was I was fucked up on drugs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like I I was I wouldn't have been like dealing around with with people I didn't know and and uh I just kind of got I got fucked up on drugs, man. And then it and like I went I just started getting into like weird circles of people. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it never I've never had none of those problems like with weed or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But I was just out there in weird circles of people and, like, uh, it basically, you know, cost me pretty much all my 20s. Damn. So, like, what what, like what were the other drugs that you were fucking with? Uh, at that time, uh, it was meth. Oh, damn. And uh, there was, but, man, I, like, I had a bad nose for coke and, like, mm. uh, main, mainly coke that I was doing a lot of and then. There were times though I went through like little stints on meth and mm-hmm. messing with that kind of crap, and I don't know. I had a daughter that struggled with drugs now, oh damn, and uh, she's doing really good now. That's but good. uh, I don't know, man. Now I'm like, I'm just like, uh, it's it's so fucked up, man. Like I, I don't like I. It's like. I, f- I feel bad for those people that are fucked up on those drugs, but I don't, uh, it's like, I'm not fucking cool with that shit no more. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta um, separate yourself. And that. sometimes, sometimes I feel bad. Like if I rap about kilos or something like that, <laughs> but there's like, when I, when I was, I was, there were points in my life where like I was dealing with that shit. Yeah. It's you part know of your experience. Yeah, exactly. So it did like when I rap about it, like a lot of that shit is like situations I've been around or like witness friends go through at that time or shit like that. Uh, I really, I, I don't make a lot of like shit up, but I might like twist the stories. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know what Everyone I mean? Everyone does that. I, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but as far as like living that, that type of lifestyle anymore, I don't shit. I'm just like the old guy, man. <laughs> I'm just like a, 
like an OG man sits around and, and chills. I got a couple cats I hang out with, and that's about <laughs> it. You know what I mean? Well, that's cool, man. You know, uh, like, uh, so what about like what about being in prison? Like, what was that experience like for you? Uh, how how long did you do? Like eight years, you said, or or how? Long? I said like uh, seven altogether. Seven, okay. Yeah, so it was like twenty. Like right when I was twenty four, I got home at the end of when I was thirty. So I was like just about to turn thirty one, and then before that, I had like a like a year in a jail, like mm. in some jails. You know what I, I see. Because I, I was like getting in petty trouble, you know, uh, uh, I see, I see. through my like when I was twenty and twenty one, and and did a little jail time and shit. But all together, I think it was about seven years of my life. And there's there's guys, man. My buddy just got out. He just did, uh, I think, eighteen straight. Holy shit! Yeah. For what? Coke and kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we seen. Oh, well, I'll answer your question in just a second. Okay, I gotta no, tell you no, this. No, go for no it, I gotta go tell it. you this story. So I see him in fucking Walmart, right? And I'm like, <laughs> "What are you doing in Ankeny, Iowa?" Because we served time together in uh, in Minnesota. Oh damn! Right? Because they don't <laughs> they don't have a federal prison in. Uh, Iowa. Iowa. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, that uh, it was crazy because, uh, I don't, he's like from Mason City or somewhere. Anyways, I run into him in Walmart and then we were talking and we're like setting up a, uh, a barbecue or something, you know, yeah. like we're going to get together with our wives and like chop it up and, mm-hmm. and then, uh, we leave, you know, and we're like getting groceries and my wife, she's like, like, she's got some crazy family and stuff, but she's, like, pretty straight. I mean, you know, mm. for the most part. She's kind of, like, hippie-ish, but mm. like pretty straight. She's yeah, not yeah. lived, like, any kind of lifestyle like I have or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. she's like, oh, that that guy's really nice and everything. And she's like, what was he in prison for? And then I was like, oh, kilos of coke and kidnapping and shit. And then she was like, and you fucking invited him to our house? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like for real though, he's a super great, like he's a super good guy. Mm, yeah. Like, dude, I gotta meet like, uh, like mafia bosses and shit. Like real, like the real dude, like dudes like from like movie shit. <laughs> you know, what I, it was crazy. Damn. But uh, what it was like in there, man, was uh, it wasn't that bad, really. Hmm. Like people would get fucked up. Like if you, if you disrespected people, and uh, if you weren't like. Like, if you basically, if you didn't go in there and had made yourself a bunch of, like, enemies, you know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. So, I suppose, like, if you uh, fucking told on somebody who's really fucked up or something like that, you know, like, maybe they'll get you or something. Or, uh, I just, I didn't really have any problems. The only problem, the biggest problem, I know I've said it on uh, your podcast, like, I found Islam, you know, Mm. and, uh. There's not, like, where I was at, they kind of had the yard, basically, and there was, like, it was pretty chill, you know what I mean? Uh, and it was all security levels, because it was a, they had, like, a medical compound there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there was still, like, racial shit going on. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure. There was only, like... So out of like 800 guys, there's like one other white dude that's a Muslim there. Mm. And then there came like a Russian guy that was. So then there was like two. <laughs> and I'm I'm like half native. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So like I was cool with the natives. Like my dad, had, like they had seen pictures of all my uncles and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they... They kind of had my back, and then there there was, like, like all the black dudes, basically. Uh, they would be, like, a Muslim or whatever, but they also be in a gang or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you could be, like, a blood, and then maybe you're a Muslim, and maybe you're a vice lord, but you're a Muslim, or maybe you're a GD, and you're a Muslim. So it's like you had all those factors. You know what I mean? Like, you have... Like, all these motherfuckers running the yard, basically. Now, if, like, like sometimes shit would, would break down. Like, one time, uh, 
one of the Muslim guys, like a blood called a Muslim guy a bitch in a basketball game, and then that's like immediately mm. a fight or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've you, heard that's the that's the daily word. You can't let anybody call you like a rat, a bitch, or like a punk. It's like a punk means a yeah, basically you get fucked in your ass or whatever. So like. You just like as soon as someone says that, basically you scrap. Like that's otherwise that's what you are. You know what I mean? Mm. And uh, damn, I don't know. If it like sometimes shit would happen, but most for the most part, like all those guys stuck together. It's like I had some uh, some racist dudes like say something to me, you know, and mm. uh, it was it was kind of crazy, man. Like I had like. Like, 70 dudes, literally, like, on the side of the yard. And there's, like, I was, like, walking the track with this, like, this, uh, more like an Aryan gang, you know, guy. And he was, like, talking to me, and he's, like, dude, like, if we ran this joint, like, you would be, we'd straighten you out, basically. And I was just, like, he's, like, are you standing on this as a man? And I was, like, yeah, that's what I'm standing on, man. Like, I don't know, it was pretty crazy. There were some like uh, high, like tense situations, but yeah. like nothing ever got never like, escalated. To no, it never really got out of hand with me, man. I was like super respectful to people, and and for the most part, man, like everybody liked me. You know what mm. I mean? I didn't have no problems. But there, like, you could see where guys like who <laughs> would borrow shit off somebody. Like, I almost got in a fight with the dude over two uh, ramen noodles once <laughs> because. It's like, you owe me that shit, mm, you yeah, know? And yeah. now I think back of that, and I'm like, I literally was going to fucking hit this dude with a mop ringer because he was bigger than me. Like, I was going to wait till he was in his bunk and get the fucking mop ringer. <laughs> like, da, You know, crashing one. Because I and I told my cellies we're friends with him, and uh, they ended up paying me the soups and then getting them from that dude later. Damn. But now I think back, and I'm like, like that's fucked up, man. Like, you know, <laughs> like you're gonna smack, cave someone's fucking face in for two ramen noodles. Well, I'm, you know, I'm sure that environment, you know, creates that kind of shit. You know. Yeah, it does. So, so like, what'd you do to pass the time? I uh, learned how to read Arabic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, let's see. I learned quite a bit of Spanish. Hmm. Like I used to be better. Uh, worked out a lot. And read a lot of books, man. Hmm. Just read tons of books. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I've heard. I didn't. I mean, the best thing to do is uh, stay out of prison politics. Mm. Uh, don't gamble with people. Don't borrow shit. And be respectful to people. Hmm. But I basically became a man in there. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I was like a little rowdy, loudmouth, like punk kid. <laughs> And that kind of whooped that shit out of me, you know. Hmm. That's what a lot of these youngsters don't understand. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm serious, man. Like, they think it's all fun and games, like making rap videos with the guns and, like, getting all crazy. And mm-hmm. But wait till the feds show up and then, like, put a fucking Rico act on you. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, yeah. Uh, uh, some sort of, like, conspiracy charges or some crazy shit, mm, you know. Yeah, get, get in some real trouble, yeah. Yeah. Like, you can get... Like a delivery or a fucking gun case or something like that, you're still gonna do like five years and you know, mm. you know, little Wayne, dude, that was his second time being caught with the pistol as a yeah, felon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two fucking times, dude. If that I guy. got caught with the fucking pistol right now, I'd be in prison. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes that kind of shit gets me hot. If you think about it, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, just wait, like what part of it? Like people, people acting like that. The fact you can't have a gun anymore. Or? Oh, no, no, no. Like that dude can get hit twice. Oh, oh, I see you what know you're what saying. I mean? He hit, cause he has yeah, that celebrity he had, status. He can't. Yeah. You get, get a celebrity, a celebrity and then you just, you get out of it. You got the millions, man. <laughs> uh, I guess. So, you know, prison isn't great for anyone and no. you know, it's, a, it's a shitty experience, but do you like, you said you became a man. Like, do you find any like, like uh, reconciliation with the fact that like, do you think it like changed your life at all for the better in any sense? Man, I just so there's a Christian dude I work with, mm-hmm. 
and uh, he's a young kid, and uh, he helps me at my job. He's like my helper. Kinda. Okay, okay. And he's taking over my position when I leave. But uh, he's a good kid, and I was talking to him today, and uh, I was like, you know how most people will be pissed off, like if somebody told on them or whatever, because there was this girl. So how I guess how this narc guy came around was this girl mm. was uh, had been bringing him around, and she was being an informant or whatever. Uh, so I was telling this I was telling uh, this kid that I work with today, actually today, I go, man, a lot of people would fucking hate that person. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. person that got him in trouble, you know, why I had to spend these years or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, I don't fucking hate that girl. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't hate her. I'm not mad at her. And if anything, she saved my life. You know? And fuck, that could piss off a ton of people, you know, me just <laughs> saying that. But... <laughs> Uh, I seen something with uh, what is it? Uh, free freeway Rick Ross. You know, like the the real Rick Ross. Do you know mm, that guy? Is yeah, the, yeah. The guy uh, with the whole Coke story and yep, all that, yep, and Black Panthers and the, all the. Uh, one thing I seen on this interview with him, he said. Uh, they said, "Who do you blame for you going to prison and stuff like that and everything?" And he goes, "I blame myself." Mm. And then they were like. You know, like they, you don't expect him to say that. You know, like, oh, motherfuckers did this or that. And he's like, no, man, I blame myself. And he's like, being in that fucking game, there's going to be people out there telling on you. And there's going to mm. be people doing, you know. Yeah, get th- your name out. There, There's going to be people uh, doing all kinds of crooked shit. And he's like, who do you blame for that? You should blame yourself for putting yourself in that kind of situation. Mm. So if you go to prison for whatever it is, or whatever fucking happens, like, you put yourself there. You know what I mean? Not all the time. I mean, granted, there's people that get arrested and are, uh, you know, innocent or whatever. Mm, but. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, shit, man, that's a, that's a, that's a good, uh, good, like, like, that's probably the best conclusion you can probably have from spending time in prison. You know? That's what I feel like, man. Like, I feel like it, uh, if anything, it fucking, I don't want to say it helped me because that sounds fucking crazy, but um, it probably did save my life, really. I was doing I was doing bad shit that I shouldn't have been doing, you know? <laughs> well, hey, you're, you're here today. Oh, yeah. You're making music, doing all that. Um, I think it's probably a good place to wrap up. That's I, cool, man. I, I, I mean, I kind of hate to end it on the pr- <laughs> on the note of <laughs> dun, dun, dun. About getting arrested, you know, going to prison and all that. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm like long winded as shit too. Oh no, no, I know, <laughs> I know you did just get off work. I feel really bad, but you know, I really wanted to get you in uh, before you went to Colorado. And oh, you know, I appreciate it, man. With all this, so I'm really glad we could do this. Yeah, it was nice to meet you too, man. Yeah, yeah. It's an honor to be on here. Yeah, I've heard quite a bit from Obs, and uh, he he definitely he he was like. Get get uh, get Je- Jesse Trigger on your show, so we had to make that happen. Man, I hope that uh, I hope that you check out some more of my music and stuff like that. I got some, I got some pretty good shit coming out, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I meant to listen to that one thing you sent me. I'm just busy all the fucking time. So. Oh, you're all right, man. <laughs> There's too much out there. Um, well, I guess before we sign off, is there anything else you wanted to mention or talk about, or you got any? I mean, you were kind of talking about your music, but maybe reiterate like what you got coming out. Um, I got a, I got a project. I'm actually just trying to wrap up the mixes on right now. Mm-hmm. I keep nitpicking them, but uh, <laughs> I'm thinking it's gonna be called Ferocious Otis. Ooh, like that's good. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> that's gonna be the name of it. But uh, it's got it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, I probably sound like a a psycho on there because it's just so many different ang- like so many different moods. Mm, on the mm. on the project there's like love songs and like a song to god basically then there'll be like some gangster shit you mm-hmm. know i don't know it seems to be the way i make music but well i you know i think that's what makes a great album is is yeah. a diversity of ideas and you know yeah. playing you gotta make the you, know, you gotta make it interesting you know yeah all right well it's been fun man 
Um, this is actually so chronologically we're doing this now, but this is actually going to be the last aired episode in terms of a timeline at the studio with this. Oh, cool. We're going to be in a, we're going to be in brand new, uh, we're getting a duplex, um, on kind of the Southern side of town. And, uh, we're going to, you know, bigger, better setup. We're going to have like a whole office area. Basically we're going to have all this shit. So, um, yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess it's a great, this is a great episode to, uh, end all that on. So cool. Yeah. Well, hey, man. Uh, it's been fun. Yeah. Jesse Trigger, everybody. Uh, we'll be back in a little bit, I guess. Well, like, uh, the show will be back. We'll be we'll be taking a break <laughs> for, like, no, we're not coming back. We're done. <laughs> I gotta get to work. <laughs> All right, buddy. Peace out. Peace. Have a good night. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to today's episode with Jesse Trigger. Um, it was a great time, as always, um, having him on. Um, going into a lot of different things, including his background in prison, um, his rap, and his music and everything. So, really good experience all around. Uh, I don't want to reveal the next guest because we're going to be taking a break. Um, I think about two, three weeks. We're going to be back at the beginning of April with some more episodes. I'm hoping that live works out the new plays. I don't see why it wouldn't, but... Um, been a bad omen lately uh with the the wi-fi we the last couple episodes we've tend to live they haven't worked so um fingers crossed everybody a burp for the finale all right everybody have a good night hope you've been chilling smoking drinking whatever you're doing um keep your chin up these are some i i I really am hoping that everything corona uh lands out the next couple months I guess we'll see. Texas, they just they just opened up the entire state of Texas. Um, they are very close, if not getting there, to uh, being back to normal. So hopefully I will get on that track. All right, everybody. Peace. Have a good night. <laughs>